Hey everyone, this is Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in her room, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast, episode 34. Nice. Yeah. Feels good when you get it. You've been getting it good. Well, I'm embarrassed because I went back and was listening to some early episodes because I had to find a piece of information, and oh my goodness, were those intros terrible. Terrible. Just well, figuring it out. You were but. discovering the intro. It's not like we had an intro and you were screwing mm-hmm. it up. You were kind of trying to find how do we open the podcast. Play around with it. And in those early days, I was so uncomfortable. I loved doing the podcast, but I was so uncomfortable and, and not confident. Are you so, confident right now? Yeah, I feel way better. Mm-hmm. I get no nerves now when we podcast, whereas I used to be nervous all day prior to doing it and it was like not it wasn't a chore because i enjoyed doing it but it was just you know like something in the pit in my stomach all day it was a relief when it was over yeah yeah now it's a relief but it's like it's also fun to to start it up so better place how do you feel about episode 32 of this podcast oh geez folks if you're still with us thank you for that so happy you are because episode 32 was a mess i had fun doing it again with you Mm. but it was a disaster yeah, there was uh, some problems, obviously, if you listen to the episode. <laughs> so the, my mic wasn't, I stupidly didn't have my mic on, and uh, I had to use any audio from me speaking, had to be amplified times 100 through your mic, so meaning your breathing could be heard very loud when I was talking. And and I'm at a phase right now in my pregnancy where I'm breathing like an incredibly out-of-shape person just from talking. So I felt self-conscious about using any of my audio. So our, if our banter seems off that episode, I had to cut almost all of our banter. And I was doing like, I brought that episode, I brought out the Who Let the Dogs Out dog. And I, was, I, kept, <laughs> I kept playing the song. I was trying to be extra silly. But it seems like I, I wasn't doing anything entertaining and largely cut out. Anyway, uh, your mom confirmed my biggest fear because I, I put so much work into that episode to try to make it passable. And then your mom calls you and it's on speakerphone and she's like, I just loved episode 33. Episode 33 is the best podcast ever. So I come into the room. I'm like, all right, let's hear some compliments. And she's like, and episode 32 was the worst podcast ever. And I think she meant worst podcast ever as in like the history of podcasts yeah not just a bad episode for us but since eternity yeah uh, she's not wrong in a sense i think she's wrong if that's what she's saying <laughs> like it's not the worst one ever but it, it's very out of character for your mom to be uh negative on yeah, something she's very like positive that. so like yeah who do you think's more positive your mom or your dad my dad yeah yeah uh, with, yeah with and especially with me uh, my mom and I are more likely to not see eye to eye on something or be more honest mm. about not seeing eye to eye on something. Whereas my dad, like I wrote a post today about how I don't like to rock the boat. My dad is more on that. Yeah, he's Enneagram vibe. 7. If you've, Enneagram if 7. If you've heard me spouting Just about like Enneagrams. Me. So he would be like, he would try to find the good in that episode. Yes. But he also did find there was a, there was a, a pocket I left in episode 32 where... <laughs> It's just dead silence for like 15 seconds. And your dad said there was a minute of silence, but it honestly, it felt like two minutes, even though it was only 15 seconds. And it's like us kind of like talking a little bit behind the scenes. Ah, 
I, I cringe thinking about it. But moving on, we're on to this great episode, which is episode 34. Uh, is it a good episode? I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Well, I have pod notes. Okay, Lorna talking about episode 32. Okay, sandwich board as a topic. Well, I, I wanted to go here next because it has to do with, you know, quantifying success and failure. Uh, so you guys know about the scheme that Shane and I have, our devious scheme to... Social experiment. Yeah, but I, li- I like just saying we have a scheme. It's a scheme. <laughs> but uh, to get 10,000 followers by using the old cliche mom on Instagram or pregnant woman on Instagram tricks. So today, da-da-da-da, my sandwich board came, my letter board. It's not a sandwich board, by the way. It's a letter board. Okay. I call them sandwich boards. Well, there's a difference. A sandwich board, I think, uh, it's like usually a chalkboard or a whiteboard, and it stands up on its own. You put it outside a restaurant. The letter board, you put the letters in somehow, you jam them in, and then it's smaller and does not advertise sandwiches. I did not know that. Well, there you go. Learn something fascinating every day. So we got our first message ready. Now, the first message is saying... What is it? I'm pregnant with a baby. So that's kind of a, it's actually breaking the rules of our challenge because it's almost too making fun of how stupid the boards are. Uh, not stupid, but how we cringe at them. For some people, they they utilize them without being embarrassed by it. But. Yeah, but uh, I think it's the perfect way to start for us. But yeah, I don't think in your comment though you can acknowledge that what you're doing. Like just keep that behind, because I want it. I don't want people to like or not like based on the comment right. making fun of it. Just in this world, we can talk about it. In the podcast world, for the secret, the secret fans, the special fans, the secret followers, the special followers. Because you don't want to say fans. No, <laughs> <laughs> followers is still funny and like. Well, I, yeah, followers is funny to listeners. Listeners, yeah, they're listeners. Okay, so that that well, let's see how that goes because. And by the way, when you when you bomb on a post, 90% of the time it's me suggesting that you do a post and I'm super embarrassed by today's because Oh my goodness. You got like just bit, like you usually get at least 100 likes, you know, you have eight, for, a, for a bomb. You have 8,000 8, followers, so you, like that's still still a terrible follower liking ratio, but you usually get 100. I don't think this one cracked 100. It hasn't as of recording but this But looking at the photo, it is kind of really embarrassing so- and <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds after you posted it, I just looked at it and I started, like we were together and I started laughing so hard that tears were streaming we, down we my had, face. We had a two minute laughing fit where I don't think either one of us was able to speak a word to the other and we just stared at it and laughed and then would have to hide our phones and I then have would to one look of at us it. pull it out. What? Okay, what makes it so funny here? Let me see. All right, I'll get mine out too. Um, okay. Show me. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's just that I don't know. You're looking like the serious. It's very serious. up close, serious, slightly glam, but the taped mouth is hilarious. Yeah, just, on a mom blog, it's like so like dramatic, and it looks like you want to talk, <laughs> but you're like you're being held hostage. It, it, in so in theory, it seemed okay, like when we wrote it down, but what the execution. In in theory, so Shane's like Alex, because his biggest thing is correlation. So, so he's like, Alex, you know, you're gonna have this post on communication that you did a write up for. You got 
the best photo for that put some tape over your mouth it'll be perfect people will love it tape over the mouth relate you gave this speech you came you came up with your book mm-hmm. and you said okay i want to do something for uh my worst skill i said your worst skill is communication yeah and you go well what would be a photo for that i go tape on your mouth you go good that's how it happened. I, I wasn't like, well, you know, the people are going to love it. No, you're, you said people you're gonna love it. You're going to get 1,000 likes. Uh, <laughs> you're going to go viral maybe. I don't know. I didn't talk like that. You talked like something in between, I'd say, what you're you saying and I'm saying. You gave me a bunch of to- potential I, topics, and I was just spitting out brainstorm ideas. You said this was great, and then I was well, like, I, oh, it is? Hey, here's the thing. I'm terrible at coming up with photos so i find anything that i get very helpful but you do have three comments <laughs> and here's the thing though when we took it we looked at a couple of our photos after like when in the midst of taking them and we we're like yes got the shot and, and it's stopped. too what's funny is it's like from like my perspective so the idea is like <laughs> i'm on the couch looking at you and you want to talk but you have tape on your face but correlation babe i know That's exactly maybe that theory sucks about i think all people want to see is a sandwich board with a funny message on it and a girl looking good that's it well we're gonna we're going to simplify things for the next little bit and yeah. uh give the public what they might want work better not harder true i went partying yesterday yeah. How did so you feel I about wanted, that? I wanted to ask about this. So Shane had his first uh, house party call. Is it was house party that you guys used? Or no, it was it was called like jizz meet or something. That's it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but it was honestly called that. I'll, let me find the title. Uh, it was a really unfortunate name. Mm. You can't just go to the app. Okay, you pronounce it. It's that blue one there. Jitsy meet. Yeah, so yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so I don't like all that. right, so you had your first jitsi meetup yesterday. Yeah. I'm a jitser. <laughs> uh, beforehand, before you guys did it, we were, you and I were talking, and I asked you uh, if you were looking forward to it, or if you were like maybe a little nervous for it, just because you haven't talked to all your friends in a while, and it's kind of a weird way to. Mm-hmm you know, see a ton of people because there are 16 of you or something on the call, right? Yeah, too many to be all talking at once. And it's like, how do you coordinate it? And when we were first there, a lot of people, they would wait to talk. So it's just a lot of staring at the screen. And then when someone would decide to talk, of course, someone else would decide to talk at the same time. And it was like this echo effect would sometimes happen. Uh, Some people were wearing headphones, some weren't. It seemed like if you wore headphones, it somehow helped with the echo effect. But anyway, I would... The first 10 minutes, I told the guys, which I luckily got a big laugh, but I was like, I feel more lonely on this thing than I do not being with you guys. Like, yeah. I feel way better just with with you because it, it just exacerbated how weird these times are. Yeah. So it's like, geez, this is how friendship looks now in 2020. But then, you know, you get the Sailor Jerry's rum flowing. I needed it. I, I planned on having one drink, just a beer. But then it was like, I need to get the party started. Well, Shane was hilarious because he goes to me because I didn't know about the chat until like later on in the evening. And he goes, yeah, so I just, you know, it's uh, my buddy's birthday. I just got to get on there, say happy birthday, going to have a beer. And then uh, we're going to go watch Grand Budapest. Well, I didn't want you to start crying. Because, <laughs> you know, if I say anything to you that involves being away, you'll be like, why didn't I know about this earlier? 
Well, did I say why didn't I know about this earlier last night? No, because I, I planned it perfectly. You don't think I was thinking that? Like, oh, why didn't you tell me? Because if I tell you earlier, it ruins our whole day. No, it doesn't, you little it shit. It always does, because the look of sadness on your face then here's breaks the thing. me. Here's the thing. I could have planned. I could have, like planned my night out better all you do is say oh well i guess i'm just going to my room and then what's well, the thing i can like get in the sleep zone i could take a bath like get in the how sleep much zone. notice do you need to get in the sleep zone just go take your fucking bath and get in the sleep zone <laughs> it's not like you gotta check it in your schedule we're under quarantine get in the sleep zone well here's the thing you don't want to be waiting being like i wonder but you know what chill I, I roll knew with the, the vibe. goddamn punches i did you dink okay obviously okay I re- so, you think I would have any qualms if you told me you were going to do anything? Of course not, but I'd tell you. Would I ever say, why didn't you tell me yesterday? Why didn't you well, tell me? Well, if it was right before we were going to go watch a movie or when something. When I tell you something with three weeks notice, you say, and when did you find this out? She, it's well, like, because you want the four weeks All notice. right, to give the listeners a little context to that, Shane never says things when he finds out, and then he forgets, and then he only remembers like, Sometimes I a forget. day before it happens, Sometimes. or when it's about to happen, like minutes before it's about to happen. And if he just told me when he got no, initially notified, it would be easier, because then he wouldn't forget. No, I, I've, I have told you sometimes, and then it ruins that day. So I have to plan so perfectly when to tell you. The best time is if we're already having an argument. Because it's like, <laughs> this day sucks. Here's another thing. By the way, bachelor party two weekends from now. And then like, hey. Yeah, which is dumb. And no, obviously, smart tactic. Here's the thing. If we're talking about communication, if my post is about my bad communication, mm-hmm. I'm a bad communicator in a different way that you are a bad communicator. So clearly... <laughs> You're and a I bad think, receiving information. Listen, person. I'm just saying, I think that the listeners would agree in this situation that that is also bad communication. Any listener worth their weight has heard this podcast and been like, oh, Alex is a little emotionally involved. Yeah, because here's the thing. I'm happy to talk about my faults on this, but I'm not going to like... I've talked about in, my faults. Yeah, but I'm not going to get into things about you that piss like, me do off. do it. Well, no. We've already done it. When did we do that? Oh, uh, you talk about how you let things slide and how my most annoying quality is I'm annoying, how I'm the more annoying person in the relationship, how I've got a short trigger, short temper, I'm crazy. <laughs> I never said you were oh, crazy. Oh, I'm admitting it. <laughs> well, you're not. But anyhow, let's get what's, back. No, no. I'm, now I'm curious. What's what's so bad about Shane? Today, All, all day today, I'm just spouting love notes to oh. you. He whispers in your ear. And this is what I get? No, this is great, and this is not the route I want to take for the Zoom Well, we're taking topic. it. What's no. my bad qualities? What do you hate? Several things, and now I'm getting my bad communicator part that's... No, it's... Right now, my brain feels like you're asking me a math question, and it's just putting up blocks and not allowing me to answer You it. can't tell me what you hate about me. Yeah, later, or when we're arguing or something. Jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm on jit. What's it called? Jitsi. Jitsi meet. I'm on Jitsi meet. <laughs> it sounds and like a weird uh, dating app. Yeah. Jitsi meet. So um, partying. I sorry. I cut you off. I had the the Sailor Jerry's. Yeah. No. Anyway, because you were kind of nervous going into it, but then within I'd say 45 minutes, and for the next three hours, it was. It sounded like an actual party was happening. Like it sounded so much fun. And it was good. And I was so happy that it went that way. And then 
I was talking to my friends on a different call in a different part of the house. And then all of a sudden in one of my friends screens, I see their husband coming in with no shirt on and he's getting a jacket, like a cool guy jacket on. And then right after that happens, Shane comes in. I hear him fumbling around in the closet and then he comes and he's got no shirt on and like some, what do you call it? What's that movie with Tom Cruise? Top Gun jacket. Yeah, we were we had an idea to take our shirts off, which we always do, and then we put on jackets because so, we thought it would look cool for screen grabs. <laughs> and like some people dressed up, like Macho Man Randy Savage, Steve Irwin, Fred Flintstone. Like we were being silly guys just to have a laugh. Uh, yeah, no, it it definitely was. And you would happen to walk by at all the weirdest moments. Like at, at one time, a guy was saying how he was kind of attracted to uh or thought someone was attractive on like a canadian program so we were we we it got out of control and we were like acting like a, the guy loved every canadian tv show and it like turned him on <laughs> so at one point i was yelling does do you jerk it to kim's corner gas do you jerk it? like you're cringing like should i not say this? <laughs> it was like a drunken joke i guess it's inappropriate <laughs> but I was just being silly and you know we're under quarantine we're going a little nuts like yeah. letting loose in that way although it's crass language it did feel liberating or something no absolutely know. You know. and uh but it was it was really funny because I I did keep so either your entire conversation was non-stop stream of weirdness or I did just walk by at the weirdest time so which which was it well, yeah, well, one time you, <laughs> you came in just as someone was like saying like, oh, Shane, you and your hot wife or something. And I was I was like, hot wife. I was like, she's she's six months pregnant. She's not what she used to be. But I'm just <laughs> kidding, obviously. And, but you walk in and so I'm like, Alex isn't what she used to be. And then, <laughs> Which, I just know. I came in and I kind of just waved at your buddies. And then because uh, <laughs> they let shane know that i was sticking my head and smiling and waving at that point and then you looked back and saw me and you had like a kramer moment where you kind of flailed and your phone went tumbling down and like everything fell down and your call got screwed up it was very funny yeah i felt like i felt like a mom walking in on their teenage son like talking crass on a gaming thing or something weird it was funny yeah, and I was like, "Oh, get out of here! This is guys' night." And yeah, we had, we had fun. Uh, did you? And I didn't want to ask you this during the day because I wanted to ask you on the pod. But you haven't had anything to drink for a while, right? Because we've been in quarantine. Yeah. And even before that, on your birthday, I did I had, I had some beers to drink. Yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, but before that, too, it, like we don't go out a ton. Right. Were you hungover today? No, I I didn't feel good. Like. And I know no one admits when they're hungover, but... Especially dads. Dads never admit when they're hungover. They just say they're tired. Especially your dad, and especially you. And especially my husband, you. No, I'll admit, I double down when I'm feeling mm. bad. I'll be like, I have the worst hangover in my life. You know that. Yeah, but I think when you're slightly hungover, you just say you're tired. No, I, I was in a better mood today than you were. I was in a great mood today. Are you kidding? Okay. <laughs> but like you sometimes test my hungoverness, but no, uh, I, I didn't feel great. But I, it, I know a hungover to me is like a bad headache. I didn't have that. I was a little lethargic, but no, I was almost euphoric actually today, like in a weird, laid back way. That's good. But I, yeah, it, you seemed like you were in a really good mood today, so I wasn't sure because 
I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, like, I'll let him, I'll just bring Lucy downstairs when she wakes up. But then when the alarm went off, like, you started moving and you were getting up too. And then we all came downstairs together and did our regular morning routine, which is having coffee, watching Puff and Rock and yeah because you know the the one time i was like really hung over and i couldn't function and you had to like help me and i had to sleep in like <laughs> yeah. lucy's nona's room and i just like the, the guilt is too much for that so i can't be like that i have to if you're a man at night you have to be a man in the morning you know but it probably feels so much better too to get started on that and then we ended up going for a really great power walk and yeah it was one of the best walks i've had Maybe in my life, be, just because if it's so much it's more of a treat to go <laughs> yeah. for a nice walk, especially we've been trying to walk with Lucy, and this girl, Ugh. she's a mess. Like she's either going zero miles an hour, or she wants to run Sprint. the whole time, and then she changes directions, and then she wants to like chase a bird, and like she's just so impossible to keep a normal pace with while you're walking. We like tr- she's two years old or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I know this no, is know. because of her age. But uh even when we tried putting her in the stroller and we tr- you were like, we'll put her in the stroller and we'll power walk. I was like, great. Then she then she she's getting jealous that we're pushing a stroller. I had such high hopes for so that. So she wants to push a stroller. Point is we we dropped her off at your parents today mm-hmm. and we went for an amazing walk at our own fairly brisk pace and i got in over ten thousand steps for probably the second time since quarantine it's amazing yeah so i i'd like to try to get ten thousand steps a day well it was our walks have changed too like whereas we'd usually go down to the lake and walk around the lake or at a park something like that we've just been sticking to neighborhoods because we don't want to really walk by people and share the same path and it's so easy in a neighborhood if somebody else is coming towards you switch sides but because nobody's out of their houses it's pretty dead. So lately, we've just been doing these neighborhood walks around where we live. And it is so much fun, like we were saying today, just to walk by other people's houses and make comments. Whether they're yeah, things my new we favorite like, hobby. things we don't like, things that we wish we had. It's, it's just so usually, much fun. It's usually things we like. Like, we'll walk, like we're not walking around some big rich neighborhood. Just these quirky little houses. Each one has their own little oh, there's so much nuanced accoutrement type thing. And we're like, oh, look, the, that garage is attached to that house there. Oh, they put that little thing. Look at how tiny that house is. But look how cool that house yes, is. They, there's, like, you know? there's a couple that we passed. They're like really tiny little things. But they look like dollhouses. And they're perfectly manicured or what like it's so much fun walking around neighborhoods is such a fun thing to do and even when you see the shitty house it's like look at that that that's a magnificently terrible hilarious house yeah or we like i like talking about the things that we would do to make it like the coolest house in the world oh yeah we're renovating houses every (laughs) other step but yeah you were in a i i if you had not been if I didn't know that you were on a Zoom party last night or Jitsi Meet party last night, I wouldn't have known by today because yeah. you did. You were so regular and so happy and perky and maybe even more perky than usual. Yeah, we got in a car fight. but We that did? Was it. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Is that my bad quality? Car fighting? <laughs> no, Shane just sometimes can't go with the flow on certain things and... We were in the car and I was like, all right, so where do you want to go for a walk or for a drive? And then uh, <laughs> we won't get into 
Alex rushes me out of the house. I didn't rush One, you. One, you're testing if I'm hungover and you think I'm going to be all slow. So no. you're like, come on. You know, parents talk. Shane, we had a schedule. We had Lucy's nap to make sure we were home we for were lunch. You're talking through Lucy. Uh, we have to go, Lucy. Oh, daddy's going to come. So I'm, I'm, I'm oh, going. I was trying to be nice. And I'm 90. Like, let's face it. 90% of the time. 98% of the time. I'm waiting for you to leave the door. All right. True. Like, if you want to rush, I'm like, okay. So I rush. Get out the door. Pick Lucy up. Put her in her car seat. All that. You start roll, driving the car. You go in a direction. We get to the first red light. It's your idea to go on a car ride, by the way. I said I wanted to go on a walk, but you said car ride. It's fine. At the red light, it's about to turn green. So where do you want to go? I say, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to discuss that inside. But you didn't tell me inside that you wanted to discuss that. Because you wanted to go. So then I make a suggestion and you're like, because I wanted to go to like Hutch's area. Well, it's not a nice drive. You got to go through like Stony Creek. And they're and- like, no. I'm like, okay, Alex, let's go where you want to go. I will go anywhere you want to go. I don't like to hop on a train and then decide where my destination is. Well, hey, that's part of the fun. For you, but if we could just sit on this couch that we're on now and have a leisurely discussion about what we want to do with our day. Oh, where would you like to go? And then we're not in the car because 50% of my options have been monopolized by the direction you chose to go in. Well, I could have changed directions. It's very easy when you're driving. We were going down the hill. You're not going to do a Yui on the hill. Anyhow, it worked out. We had a really nice drive and walk. Did and on the walk, I was basically the talking about how if we lost everything, like our house, the economy explodes, we're destitute. I still wouldn't be like I'd be upset. Don't get me wrong, but it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. Mm-hmm. Not because for me. we value like you really do see what you value and all when all this happens. And yeah, we're not people who value money or things or objects or cars. We just really value each other. And I think, like, I'm, like, happier than I've been in the longest time. Same. Well, it's it's like we value each other and we value the time that we get to spend as our family or, even like, when Lucy's in bed, like, us two hanging out. And then it's, like, all the little things that we have, like, come to, like, love together that don't cost a lot of money. Like, playing our stupid video game, Toe Jam mm-hmm. and Earl. Yeah. Like, that gives us so much joy. Picking, and not that I can right now, but, like, picking up a basketball and shooting hoops. And going for a walk. Yeah. And it's, like, as long as I can still do those minimal things, I can live in my mother's basement. I can live in a shitty little shed type of house and still have a laugh yeah because to me it's all surreal and i'm i can it's easy for me to have fun with this what was killing me was doing three podcasts having three shows in the works commuting 15 hours a week and throwing a regular job on top of that and trying to develop a sketch show i was so overworked not not seeing lucy until the weekend yeah not seeing lucy not seeing you i was so overworked i didn't even realize it and nothing could stop me because I was so like caught up in being driven that literally nothing could stop me except for this, which is this virus, which is a terrible thing. But this, there's a silver lining to it that it kind of made me appreciate what's actually important. And I think, and I think a lot of people are coming to that conclusion, either for I, better I or worse. I hope they are, yeah. No, but some people are realizing they really are materialistic people or, or that their their job or being social and being out really, really matters to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just lucky that the main things I care about are just in this house. Yeah. Well, and I do, it's such a great time of reflection for a lot of people because everything is so fast-paced, especially if you live in a big city. I know we have lif- listeners from all around the world and whether you are in New York City, in Toronto, in Sydney, 
I got to sneeze. <laughs> I'm covered in droplets right now. <laughs> Good thing I don't have corona. Anyhow, I just, everything is so fast paced. We're required to be so many places at once. We're required to always be available for our jobs. We're required to always be available for our families. We're required to get me time or self-love and so many different things. And I think that this is such a good opportunity to force people to step back and ground themselves and then think, hold on, what in my life is a priority? What can I do without? And what really, now that everything is totally slowed down, will make me happy? So I, I think that I'm, I'm so happy personally that you were slowed down in a way that didn't make you feel like you were letting yourself down. Because there's nothing you can do about a pandemic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's through that that you came to that realization instead of, you know, maybe something screwing up or you not wanting to work with somebody anymore or you guys not getting, you know, Mm -hmm. not having those projects to do. uh, I'm glad it happened this way because it's just, it's more organic. There's nothing negative in a personal way to you, like outside of the general pandemic tragedy but yeah it's interesting (laughs) (laughs) wow okay but let's go to our first we have we have some listener questions oh yeah sorry so let's get to the caller portion right now i think we pre-recorded some intros let's go to those and then we will get to listener questions perfect okay so this caller is all right so we are going to be talking to august and she runs fragola foods which is a baby food company we've uh, gotten it before at our house for lucy and i frequently post about uh, things that they're doing or recipes that they have because it is so delicious like when i was giving it to lucy i would have to stop myself from eating it at the same you time little she was. piggy i know but Anyway, August is doing this awesome initiative where they're giving away free food to women in need during the COVID pandemic. And when they started doing that, I just became in love with the company all over again and was dying to get her on the line. And she's actually a COVID survivor from what I hear. Uh, Truth be told, we are doing this intro after we've spoken with her. It's true. So I will say, um, if you're wondering why I'm talking about how we didn't do an intro for her, it's because at the time we were talking to her, we didn't do an intro yet. But we went back and we're doing it now. And I will say she is a second time podcast. So she is our first repeat caller, I think. I thought so, but I wasn't sure and I yeah. didn't. So, okay, yeah. that's what. There's always a value in doing an intro beforehand. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado, let's go to that call. Hey. August, thank you so much for joining this family treat tonight. Definitely, of course. So I didn't do any. It's well, it's all right. We're just (laughs) podcasting our butts off and trying to keep as sane in quarantine as we can. How about you? Pretty much the same. I haven't left in the house in quite some time now. Well, okay. So I wanted to get into that because you are living in New York City, correct? Yeah. So I'm between Toronto and New York, but um, in New York right now. Uh, So. It's been interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So how long have you been in quarantine there? So for the last 16 days, I haven't even walked outside my doorstep. Right. And then for about a week before that, maybe maybe a little bit longer, maybe like 12 days before that, I was only going out for 
groceries and maybe like a short walk. Right. So it's been a little while. Definitely over a month. Since then, shit's hit the fan, uh, just to put it very bluntly. <laughs> and you're an yeah. entrepreneur. Like you run Fragola Baby Food Company. Mm-hmm. What is that like trying to run a successful business with everything that's going on? Because that is one thing that I could not fathom. So it's interesting. I mean, I think, so I have an e-com business, right? So it's, it's Fragola, it's fresh baby food, but it is, everything's ordered online. Right. So it's really interesting because we haven't been affected. And in fact, of course, I'm sure as you know, everyone's trying to order everything online right now. So <laughs> e-com businesses have been booming, right? Right. Um, and in fact, I'm sure they're overwhelmed. Uh, so that alone, has, we've seen like a crazy increase in sales on its own. And then I know that you know, but for your listeners who don't, uh, I started an initiative to give free boxes of baby food and accept donations as well. So in addition to the regular busyness and the, this whole thing, it's been a little wild. So I've actually been working like 20-hour workdays, 19-hour workdays. I had to pull my partner, uh, like my life partner over here, in to help me. And he works a regular um, job from, and he's working from home. But in the evenings and on the weekends, he's helping me. So we're kind of like both all hands on deck trying to do as much as possible. So we're not bored. (laughs) Tell me if I've got this wrong, just because we didn't have time to do an intro, and that's normally when I uh, learn a little bit about the color beforehand. Did you actually get COVID, or did I misunderstand what Alex was saying? So I wasn't tested, um, because when I called to get tested, they they basically kind of laughed at me, like, why are you calling? We're not testing you unless you're a medical professional. So I didn't get tested, but I did have all of the symptoms. And to me, it didn't really feel like a flu. So it felt like the symptoms they were describing and some other odd symptoms. So it sounds like I had it, uh, which in New York, it's not something that's uncommon to either you've had it yourself or somebody you know has had it. It seems like right. I, I know at least 20 people who've had Jeez. it. So. Um, yeah. And okay. How, so you never got confirmed if you have it, but you're pretty certain you, d- you did have it given you're kind of like in the epicenter. Is it as bad yep. as you hear about, or do you consider yourself lucky that you had maybe a milder case? I think I, I actually didn't know that some of my symptoms were COVID at the beginning or I'm, you know, basing off of, I, I've spoken to a couple doctors over the phone and they've said that, you know, they think with these odd symptoms. So there are some odd symptoms, which I don't, I haven't even looked, so I don't know if CDC has confirmed them or not, yet, but losing sense of taste and smell entirely. Yeah, I've, I've heard been, of that. I, I've been hearing that from a lot of people, actually. So weird. And it's like, so the first day that I felt it, or sorry, noticed it, I was cleaning with my regular cleaning spray and I, I couldn't smell it. And I buy this particular cleaning spray because it smells so good. And I was like, that's weird. And then I opened the bottle and I tried to smell it. And I was like, hmm, maybe it's old and it lost its right. smell. And then mm. I started to get weirded out. So then I actually went into my cupboard to get bleach. I opened the bleach and put my nose right to it. Nothing. Oh like absolutely nothing. And then I kind of just brushed it off as like, who knows, like, if it's gone, if it's not here next week or in a couple weeks, I'll deal with it. And then I saw actually one of the NBA players, I saw a tweet saying, here's my update on my COVID. I can't taste or smell anything. And that's when those articles 
started to kind of flood out to say this is a key symptom of people who are experiencing more mild symptoms. So, I mean, it started with that and then it kind of moved into you know, more of the more common symptoms. Uh, for me, actually, I was having really bad heart palpitations. Oh, weird. Which was scary. And I think it was just my body's way of saying, like, what the F is going on? Like, like something's yeah. what, wrong. Like, it was really fighting. Exactly. It, it just, it felt like my body was fighting. And that's really the only way to explain it. It just really felt like it, something was off and you know something's off and it's not a flu or cold because it's not the same symptoms and you really just feel like you're fighting for something and I could definitely see how you know maybe somebody who is a little bit older or uh, not in as you know I'm like to say that I'm in pretty good shape <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you know for maybe people who are in a bit of a tougher tougher spot or different different health uh, it would I can't imagine. And now that you've had it and it's uh, run its course, presumably, do you feel a little bit more confident when you you ha- do go outside? So I haven't gone outside yet right. um, in the 16 days that I've known or felt the symptoms. I thought about it today, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't make it there. I, I don't know. I think maybe because it doesn't sound like they're 100% sure that there's immunity. Right. right. Yeah. That, that'd so, be scary if there wasn't. Because there are cases where people have come back with it for a second time. Well, the suspicion, it's very few cases. And those cases that have come back, they suspected that it was a false positive. There's rumors that it has happened. But from doctors I've been listening to, they said they would be shocked if this was unlike any other flu where you don't develop the antibodies after it runs its course. Yeah. I mean, so I, I know it's very different, um, but I've had dengue fever before I got it once Jeez. in Argentina and ended up in... Yeah, You're and, so and unlucky. I, I, catch <laughs> I know, I really am when it comes to that kind of stuff. I It's like I have like an immune system of a three-month-old. But um, so I did have a dengue fever once and I ended up in the hospital in the tropical disease specialist and I was in there for a month and almost a similar feeling in the sense that my body was, it was something that was unknown. Yeah. Uh, and with that, I know that the second time you get it, it's worse. So they actually wow. said, don't go to any countries where they have dengue because if you get it a second time, basically you're, you're in trouble. So who knows what, what this COVID is going to do, right? Like I just feel like there isn't enough data. So right mm-hmm. now I don't feel. Yeah, and I think that, that is the smart move, especially yeah. I didn't even know that the dengue thing. Well, no, so. 100%. That, yeah. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. Everything about right now is terrifying. Uh, and I, I want to ask, because Fregola was one of the first companies that I saw really stepping up and taking a huge initiative so early on. Like, your your Fregola was making boxes up for women in need before there was even much need where we live in Hamilton, Ontario. So I want to yeah. know, like, was, did that initiative come out of you living like currently in New York and seeing everything happening or from you probably getting it? I like where did so. that come? I do think so. So I did the first day that really New York was like, and this is, I have no concept of time, but I guess close to a month and a half ago where New York said, Hey, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. A lot of, and the restaurants started closing here and businesses started closing here a weeks before they started in Ontario and Canada mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of the U S for that matter. A friend of mine actually said, I'm so sad. I'm laying off 140 people with my restaurant. And I just couldn't believe that, you know, and he's someone that you look up to who's 
successful and owns all these restaurants in New York City and you're like, oh, like they could never be affected by anything. They're the, you know, a restaurateur or whatever the case and the restaurants are so successful. And to me, that just kind of, I think it was like three in the morning we were texting and I happened to be awake and that's when I actually, at 3 a.m., I actually posted the initiative and I didn't even really think about it. I just thought... (laughs) Like, it's funny because I think people are looking for, like, a story of, like, and then I did this. I It literally just seems like the most natural yeah. thing. Like, I can help. And I saw where we were at in New York and how many people were being laid off here. And if Canada, which it's not very far away, Ontario, Toronto, is not far behind, mm-hmm. then that's kind of what it's going to, hopefully not, but kind of what it's going to look like. So I definitely think it has to do with me being here. And even with... um. The way I'm speaking to, even this week is a little bit different in in Ontario, it sounds, but, um, or in Canada, but uh, even a couple weeks ago, I remember speaking to friends and family in Ontario being like, no, you're not getting it. Don't leave your house. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, we just got to go to blah, blah, or we just got to go to Shopper Drug Mart. And I'm like, no, no, but you're not understanding. Don't yeah. leave your house. Right. So things have turned, definitely. So you're obviously extra cautious you know you've already gone through it and mm-hmm. you're not you're not even feeling confident uh, to go outside which a lot of people who mm-hmm. have never had it aren't but there's also a mm-hmm. segment of the population who's scared to even get food delivery so obviously you believe that food delivery is safe but could you just tell us why it's safe and what what are the precautions that you take in your own company I mean, the thing is, is there's not really too many extra precautions for us to take involving gloves and things like that because we always use them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're always using gloves and we have, you know, the hand washing station, the sanitizing station. So because we take all these precautions anyways, and a lot of food or at least in Ontario, most food companies do, they have to. Yeah. And we take extra precaution with baby food, of course. So as for like cardboard boxes and stuff like that, you know, open it throw it out we can't say that the ups driver who delivered the box doesn't have covid like i would be lying if Mm -hmm. i said that i knew that but as long as you're kind of just getting rid of the boxes i think you're in the clear i wouldn't leave to go into a store like when i say i might go out it might be for a walk i'm definitely not going into a store yeah that's like that's like us we we haven't been in a store since march 12th and do not plan on it like we're doing all of our ordering we wash everything down and it's a huge process, but so worth it. In the end, we feel so relieved by it. Is it more difficult? I mean, I haven't been to Toronto in a while. Is it more difficult to find online delivery in Canada? You is can't. It, it's challenging. Well, Loblaws is doing Instacart, so we could order online, and then mm-hmm. a random shopper does our shopping for us. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's issues with that, but again, it's saving us from having to go into the store. Well, we did and Fortino's. Yeah, which owns Loblaws. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, oh, but yeah, no, it's we've been having a lot of success with that, and we like it. But one last one last thing I want to ask you before we sign off: How many boxes mm-hmm. have you given out to families in need? Do you know? To be honest, I don't know. I put because we're so overwhelmed right now. Mm-hmm. My guy is a finance guy, and I put him in charge of all the <laughs> of all the QuickBooks and the spreadsheets and everything. I was like, I can't. This is not. And, you know, who knows with my accountant. So I'm really not even sure. It's in the thousands. I've seen everybody Um, sharing it. Like any big mom influencer in Canada, I've seen them sharing it, talking about it. So I was just so overwhelmed. Like, Yeah. It's surprising to see actually a lot of 
like single guys even that don't have children are, are sharing it and donating. I've, I've been a little surprised. It's amazing. Um, so that's been a, a good, a great response. Do you think single guys are eating the food? <laughs> It's, it is delicious. No, no, but I mean, they're they're buying they're buying gift cards. They might be if they're if they're into the gym. I feel like back in the day, people used to have like that was a thing. I don't know. I feel like I remember seeing it in like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. But um, <laughs> like guys eating baby food. Right? Yeah, I think they like it's like a little snack in between the gym. Yeah, I used to eat those pouches. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, a lot of a lot of single guys are, are even stepping up to donate to moms in need. That's amazing, um, which is great. But we're in the thousands for sure, um, and we're con- I'm continuing it. Uh, the donations have definitely slowed down a bit. Um, I think just because people are getting their own jobs cut, right? Yeah. Uh, but so, if you're a single guy right now, can you share? Can you still share that information, or anyone single or not? Can you still? Are you yeah. still doing this? Yeah, so I'm doing it. So what we're doing, um, we're doing a couple different things. Now, we're still sending out free baby food, like just from our end entirely. Uh, and then we're also accepting donations. So actually on our website, you can go and donate a box or two boxes or however many you want to a mom in need. And we will give it directly to, um, awesome. you know, parents who need it right now. Yeah. And then we're also doing, I don't know if you saw that on Instagram, I thought it was a good idea to post and say for every comment and tag on this photo, we're going to donate baby food. That's amazing. No. So we'll That's see what happens. That's great. No, you guys are killing it. And honestly, I have so much respect for you for what you guys do. And especially seeing, you know, people in positions of that do have, you know, more maybe more power or more money right now because of e-commerce or because they sell their jobs in a time when there's so much uncertainty for everybody else. I admire you so much for doing that thank so you. thank you That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> again it just seems like a no-brainer so people should follow you right now at how do you spell it i feel like your shop. name's a little tricky for a guy like me uh, it's a bit yeah, kind of tricky shop fragola so it's s-h-o-p-f-r-a-g-l-a shop fragola amazing nice. so everybody give that a follow yeah you posted on the family tree a few times so i'm sure people will be able to find this we'll we'll, we'll make sure double now but August again thank you so much for giving us some of your time tonight and you you. guys take care thank you for helping share oh absolutely but you guys be safe okay we'll talk soon take care what do you think the logic is with single guys sharing that it's probably because it looks good to women if you're sharing that stuff and it's like he's caring and sensitive yeah or maybe they have a sister or somebody need or maybe they grew up with you know, a family that was in need, a mom who could have used a hand like this. I don't know. There is a theory that everything everyone does is to get laid. (laughs) 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 I like how you thought about it and you're like, that's accurate. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go on to our next caller and we're going to be talking to Sarah Tiermacco. So you know where you're at their wedding. She's a close personal friend of mine since high school and her and her husband, Mike, live in Rochester, New York. Her husband is kind of like a, a muscle-bound guy. He's like Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and he's got the, uh, an amazing singing voice. He does have an amazing singing voice. That shocked me. He did the I Sang for Lupus Challenge. Yeah, it was very raspy and cool. Maybe we can interject a little sample of that here. Interject away. And we're
So there it was. What did you think? It sounded amazing. I'm shocked. And anyhow, so these two own a chiropractic clinic in Rochester, New York called Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic. I have linked them up before because Sarah works with a lot of pregnant women and postpartum moms. When I was pregnant with Lucy, I started seeing a chiropractor at about seven and a half months pregnant and they'd readjust my hips for me and just like lower back muscles. I have never seen a chiropractor before and honestly, I never knew if I ever wanted to go to a chiropractor because messing around with bones kind of freaks me out. But it helped so much and it was the only thing that helped my back pain, my sciatica, sciatica, sciatica. Talking to the wrong guy. (laughs) And uh, with Lucy, I pushed for only 12 minutes and I credit the easy delivery, like the easy act of labor to having been keeping up on my chiropractic appointments. What about all that hand squeezing I was doing? Oh, you're very helpful, my dear. Yeah. But we're going to get them on the line. Uh, and talk about living in New York, what business has been like for the past couple of weeks, and Sarah's going to help me out with a few of my, not postpartum issues. Prepartum. Is there exactly. a prepartum? There's a postpartum. Well, I think prepartum is just what, prenatal. Why don't we call it partum? Why isn't it postnatal know. and prenatal? Then why isn't birth called partum? Just partum. Hmm. Big how, questions. How come shipment is in a truck, but cargo... Is in a ship. This is all higher power <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can we call her? Hello. Hello, Sarah Tiramaco. Or Sarah Pinkin. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for joining this Family Tree podcast tonight. No problem. Is this live? It is not live. <laughs> no, but we're, we record off the hop and we can edit throughout. Oh, good. Off Wonderful. the hop. I've never heard that you use that expression. Off the hop? Yeah, I say off the hop when we're doing something What, what does hop. that mean, off the hop? Like right off the top of the hop. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. You don't know what it means either. Okay, good. So, it's just, Shane, it's just something people say. The beauty of it not being live is that when it gets too off course, I can just edit it out. Exactly. Just like Sarah. And you're like, were, okay. Sarah was concerned that we we're going to be videotaping in case that uh, because she hasn't worn a bra in a while and she wasn't planning on putting one on. And I had to reassure her that I haven't worn one in four weeks. Not to do, go, do too many digressions here, but you told me a fact the other day that I found fascinating mm-hmm. that if you don't wear a bra, it actually makes your breasts perkier. It does. According- it does because the connective tissue in your breast gets loose because the bra does all of the work for the connective tissue. See, every guy, I think, thinks that women wear bras so they don't go sagging down. Well, a lot of women think that too. Well, There's a nobody huge mis- realizes that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. My mom used to tell me to wear a bra because that that's what people think. That's what women in general think. And people in general... Remember when I asked you if your mom had big boobs? Yeah. <laughs> My mom's very well endowed. <laughs> and are, are, <laughs> Does... Are they real or fake? They're, as far as I know, they're quite real. Okay. As far as I know. <laughs> but, uh, and Sarah, yours are looking fake these days, I gotta say. Because I'm chubby. <laughs> no, no, they just look huge. Oh, it's because I tape them into certain positions. Well, that's why I, <laughs> I only ever see Sarah now at uh, formal functions when your boobs are taped in incredibly yeah. fake looking position like fake perky massive looking oh, yeah. positions 
but Sarah, we did call to talk about the fact that you are a very helpful prenatal chiropractor and the fact that you yeah. guys hold your business in Rochester, New York. So uh, the other caller that we have on the podcast tonight is another business owner uh, and she divides her time between Toronto and New York City. So she is feeling impacts from this whole COVID crisis in a different way than you guys are though. So I was hoping you could kind of tell us how business has been going since this has all started in New York. So based on our profession, obviously we're very hands-on. So it is extremely difficult for us to socially distance from our patients, mainly because our treatment rooms just are barely even big enough to have six feet between each of our patients. And then obviously we have to touch them. So the way that New York State has put into effect some new guidelines based on essential businesses is that chiropractic care, we are only allowed to do emergency care right now. So that's people that are in acute pain, debilitating pain, um, affecting their activities of daily living severely. So those are the only patients that we are seeing right now. We're asking any wellness case as well as like maintenance type of chiropractic patient to rescheduled to three or four weeks out and we're going to try to reevaluate the situation as things kind of become hopefully a little bit died down at least in upstate New York so that's kind of where we are right now which unfortunately has dropped our patient base a lot so it's definitely difficult to be a hands-on profession at Mm -hmm. this time especially in New York with all of the new guidelines oh I I can imagine Uh, and like one of the hardest things in this pregnancy is that I don't have access to everything that I did in my first pregnancy. And I was just telling Shane how important chiropractors were for me in that first pregnancy because it was really the only thing that helped my back pain go away. And I credit my short labor to seeing chiropractors so often as well, which was a tip I got from a friend of mine who had a 20-minute labor. And then I had a 12-minute labor pushing time. And uh, – it was honestly like, uh, can you can you explain how that might, how chi- seeing a chiropractor in your pregnancy might contribute to a shorter time pushing? Yes. So <clears throat> when you get adjusted during your pregnancy, the entire purpose of getting adjusted is to keep your pelvis mobile. Mm-hmm. And if your pelvis is mobile come the time of labor and delivery, then your pelvis is going to be able to expand. Your birth canal is going to be able to open so that baby has an easier time coming through. Right. Ultimately, what as chiropractors we focus on during pregnancy is the lumbosacral junction and the sacroiliac joint, as well as the pubic joint in the front. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep all of those moving well, it allows the pelvis to spring open so that baby has an easier time coming out. Also, if you think about the sheer biomechanics of delivering a baby, if you're delivering on your back, mm-hmm. it actually doesn't give your tailbone the opportunity to rock out of the way and help open up that pelvic basin. And that's why a lot of midwives and doulas will actually say that delivering on all fours is a great position or side lying, even a Captain Morgan stance with your foot up on a stool or up on a chair. Those are all great positions. And you can't do that if you get an epidural. Correct. Yeah. So a nice alternative if you do have an epidural is sometimes they'll let you lie side lying um, so that you can lie on your side and maybe bring up a knee so you can mimic that position, just not weight bearing. So should I be maybe trying that out, like asking if I could go sideline instead of on my back? Yeah, it's absolutely worth a question to ask whether, you know, your OB, obviously, but anybody's midwife as well to see if that is an option. Mm-hmm. If you will be having an epidural, I know some hospitals will allow you to do it. Some tend to keep you on your back. 
So it just depends. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely worth a question that I think a lot of women should definitely ask. Now, Alex, as she mentioned, has some back pain. And sometimes before bedtime, she'll get me back there chopping around and kind of <laughs> just experimenting with different techniques that I'm kind of making up on the fly. Is that dangerous? Is that detrimental to her in any way? Should I be saying no to these things? Sarah, you answer this smartly. <laughs> Are you massaging like her back and her hips? I'm and kind like of that? doing everything and nothing at the same time. I'm like jerking it, like not, 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 not jerking it. I'm, I'm grabbing her back and doing this thrusting motion with my hands. That's kind of like a mix of like a massage with a somewhat of chiropractic. Well, you know what feels? Like. It feels good when you like kind of like pushes my lower back and hips away from the rest of my body. But is that more chiropractic or massaging? I don't know. It's kind of a hybrid. Either way, do you think that's advisable or am I just actually doing more harm than good? I don't, I wouldn't say you're doing more harm. I would say because you're not an expert and you don't really know what you're doing, it's Mm -hmm. probably not ideal. However, in this type of scenario where obviously she's not getting manual therapy or chiropractic care where somebody else is doing it, there are some like spouse techniques that can be done. Um, there's one where mom can actually be on her hands and knees and partner can actually push from the outsides of the hips and just add a little bit of pressure like you're pushing your hands together, which is a nice, kind of great during birth and the labor process to just help with a little bit of back pain, um, back labor, a little bit of like achiness that you might be having during labor. Mm-hmm. But it's also a good way to just take some of the pressure off of the pelvis and off of the SI joint. So that's like a nice way to do it as well, is just to add a little bit of pressure to the outside of her hips, pushing together like towards her midline. Okay. Do you understand that, Alex? I might. I'm, I feel like I'm, I need to see a video or something. I know. <laughs> so I can show you a video. That, that would be the best. And I was, since we're on this topic, I was hoping to get some suggestions from you on uh, neck and lower back pain. Some, we're going to do videos of this, but if you could let us know some exercises that listeners could be looking up if they're going through the same thing and don't have access to their chiropractors at this moment. Absolutely. So great things for low back pain are hip figure eights that I know that Alex and I have gone over before. So hip figure eights, there's a piriformis stretch that you can do, and there's some box squats or some doorway squats that you can do. But in addition to those, a bear crawl or a bear crawl position is going to be great for core stability as well as shoulder stability, hip stability, and just help with overall strength of the body. Okay. So that's a great one. The position itself, as you bring your hips above your shoulders, actually will help bring baby out of your pelvis a little bit so that you might end up with a little bit less pelvis floor pressure. I need that so bad. Coming from baby. So it's a really nice exercise that you can actually do just to help bring baby out of your pelvis a little bit. It's also great for baby positioning. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to be looking those up, and I look forward to uh, going over these on video with you eventually, and then I will share that with uh, the listeners. But, uh, Sarah, where can people find you? Because you are such a wealth of knowledge, and you and Mike are both so approachable. So where can listeners go to, you know, get a little more information on this? So we do have an Instagram. It's pinnacle.hill.chiropractic on Instagram. And we post every day, and there's always lots of information that's getting posted there. Our website is also pinnaclehillchiropractic.com. 
and you can find tons of information there. You'll be able to reach out to us directly as well if you have any questions. Amazing. Sarah, thank you so, so much. You and Mike, stay safe. Uh, Absolutely. You guys too. 100%. We love you. All right. Thanks so much. We love you too. Bye-bye. No problem. And we're back. We're back and we are ready for some listener questions. Okay. So the very first one. This is clearly a long time listener. She asks, has Shane been cleaning Lucy's high chair yet? In one of the earlier episodes, I complained that Shane never properly cleaned Lucy's high chair after he fed her breakfast in the morning. I think I explained myself pretty well, though. Well, you still weren't cleaning it. And I got to say, and I'm happy to announce, that being home, her high chair is always clean. And who's the one always cleaning it? Whoever feeds her. Okay. So, <laughs> you might so, be right so just if shane feeds her i'm happy to announce that it is always clean but don't you feel like anytime you do something and i'm the general you it feels like you're the only person to do it yeah of course i think yeah. everybody thinks that and i think that's where you know 60 percent of all household arguments between couples comes from i like that stat <laughs> Okay, it's nice. All right, next we have, what do I need for baby's arrival? I'm newly pregnant. I'm not going to get into this right now on here, but because I am preparing for a new baby soon in the next three months, I will be putting up a post about that soon. So keep your eyes open for that. But I will say like, if you're getting a big order of things to your house right now, get Depends Flex Fit for after the baby because they are the best diaper underwear that you can get and they're purple and they don't like look they look like you're maybe 75 instead of 85 how long do you have to wear the depends for or does I, it depend it <laughs> i honestly can't remember if a while though a long time like more, maybe more a than a year okay a month and uh like the you're, you bleed for like a month after having a baby and so that i'd get the depends flex fit and as well as uh, the Medela Tender Care or Medela Tender Care Extra Strength Nipple Cream. Have you ever tried to pee in the diaper just to see what it would be like? No. Okay. How are you handling celebrating the holidays while social distancing? So Shane and I have been big advocates for social distancing before most people that we knew uh, were even doing it. Mm-hmm. So it might sound hypocritical off the hop, but... When was the last time I said that? Last pod? It was on this podcast, but oh, it was geez. another day, so we'll say on the hop. It's your okay. new thing. <laughs> I've said it always. Continue saying it. I love it. Uh, sorry, where was I? And I, as a person who edits this pod, I can say you've never used this phrase on this podcast, <laughs> but twice today, and apparently you always say it. So, Anyhow, it might sound hypocritical because we will be spending Easter with... My parents. But if you are a follower of my Instagram account, if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that we've been seeing my parents throughout this entire time. Because like us, they went into complete isolation on the 12th of March. So it's been a month that us, like our household and their household, has not seen okay but just just to play devil's advocate here you have had a couple hospital appointments these hospitals are hotbeds for yes dangerous thing i mean if your parents had gone to a hospital you probably would put them in a 14-day quarantine yeah but so how do you justify that well because when i go into the hospital because i'm immunocompromised every single person i deal with 
is in full PPE. Whereas for the regular... Do they need depends for that? <laughs> the regular person, like if you had to go in for a hospital visit, they cannot give your caregivers PPE because they need to... <laughs> <laughs> Something... I cannot not hear you spelling out P. All right. P-P-E. <laughs> Much better. Much better. Because uh, they cannot afford to be wearing personal protective equipment. Yeah. Unless they are dealing with COVID patients or immunocompromised patients. So with me, everybody is in full gear. I don't sit on any chairs in waiting rooms. I don't go near a single person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's very, like, everything is very streamlined. Okay, yeah. A lot of people might still say you're a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. But I do believe, I actually am one of those people because I think everyone's a hypocrite. Yeah. Myself included, like there's certain concessions I'll make and there's others I won't. And I don't know. I'm just doing what makes me feel 100% safe. And I'm not saying that's 100% correct. Mm -hmm. And you know, though, like living with me and you see the lengths we go to and the lengths, you know, just what we've been doing for the past month. But I still think we've possibly slipped up here and there. Like sometimes I was using gloves to clean and I wasn't sure if I was extracting the gloves off perfectly and then I was like are these gloves more of a hindrance than helping because but then you always wash after too yeah yeah I I just don't know I'm hoping everything's right but you know even Dawn bacterial soap is only right 99.9% of the time (laughs) we've been relying on that Uh, but yeah, okay. Any other questions? So, well, we are, so I want to continue this though. So we are going and spending Easter with my parents because they've been in total isolation as well. But as far as other people, like this question wanted to know how I feel about people in general spending Easter with their families. Only we can do it. You cannot, right? <laughs> we can do it. No, if you, if you are in total isolation and your family members are in total isolation, that means like not going grocery shopping, not going to the flower shop whatever then sure like 100% do it but if somebody's still grocery shopping that's a lot of people that you could come in contact even you just coming within a certain distance of the cashier or of the boxes of food or anything that's you know like a lot of risk yeah so yeah only we only talk to people in uh close quarters that get delivery and then wash all their foods before putting them away does Lucy have moments to play independently or are you always engaged in our games? Lucy has lots of independent playtime, I think. Uh, she'll go from wanting to play on her own and playing nicely on her own, like whether she's playing with her trains or her puzzle or her cars or her stuffed animals, to all of a sudden screaming and demanding that one of us go and play with her. But she kind of goes in and out of independent play throughout the day. Yeah, she has like... um in the morning, I find she can go in the other room and uh, play for a bit. Around 5 is when she wants to go definitely play in Daddy's bed. She, she calls it. She calls our bed Daddy's bed. And she wants to play hide and seek. But yes, before her nap, she can play by herself. Then while she's supposed to be napping, usually that is two and a half hours of independent play because all she does is play with her turtle and her cow stuffed animal and make noises and pretend she's talking for them. Or she'll nap, but the the latter is way <laughs> rarer than the former. So it's pretty interesting because Lucy's, I think, developed a lot of her skill because independent play is a skill, and I think she's developed a lot of that during sleep times because in the mornings on weekends and now every single day, 
we're not going and getting her until it's at least 7.45. So we'll get her between 7.45 and 8 a.m. out of her crib. If she wakes up at 7, she doesn't wake up and start crying. She wakes up and just starts playing with her toys. And she'll do that for 45 minutes while we continue to sleep. And then we'll go wake her up. She's happy as a clam. And then we start our day together. And I think she got that skill because we did like a a gentle cry it out method to put her to sleep when she was a little bit younger. And she kind of got more comfortable being in her crib by herself and being in the dark by herself. And then when we eventually threw stuffed animals into her bed, it really changed things for her. And I think just her comfort level and her ability to keep herself happy and self-soothe started developing when we were doing that gentle cry it out. And now it's, she's like very, she can be very independent with play. It's mm-hmm. good to see. And it's it's easier on us. It was very fun, not that this was independent play, but watching her see a bug in the house today. Oh, it was so funny. And she just, she was scared of the bug. Then she loved the bug. Then she wanted to get really close to the bug. <laughs> and then she wanted to eat the bug. <laughs> she kept going, mommy, daddy, bug, bug, look, look. And she'd pull us and we'd, all three of us would have our noses like two inches away from this bug, just watching him climb in oh, yeah. the, well, yeah, the carpet. She didn't want to eat the bug. She wanted dad to eat the bug. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you eat the bug. No, you daddy. <laughs> but, but it was, uh, it was very yeah. cute. But yeah, so independent play, I think you can start training them for that from their bedtime routine when they're around six months, I'd say, is when we started to do that. And uh, it has worked out really well. All right, so we have... Another question, how did your echocardiogram go? I have one on Monday. What was the experience like? So I get echoes every two weeks as I did with my pregnancy with Lucy. It's fine. You go in, it's, when I was pregnant with Lucy, I didn't have too much on my mind. I didn't have too much responsibility. I didn't have a toddler at home. There was not a, an international, there was not an international pandemic. So I'd go in for my echo and I would fall asleep. Because it would last an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. And it was the most relaxing part of my day. But it's it's really simple. You just go in and it feels just like a regular ultrasound. Uh, and then after they get all the images they need, you typically wait for the cardiologist. The cardiologist will come in, explain to you what they saw, what they're looking for, what they don't want to see. And everybody I've dealt with has been really, really nice, really informative uh, and allows me to ask any questions that I have. With the pandemic, obviously, things are weird. Hospitals are weird, especially these units. Like there's nobody in them. Like I'm always the only person in the waiting room. And again, I personally recommend not sitting down in the waiting room. And like I was waiting for 45 minutes for my appointment the other day. And I just kind of stood in an open area and did squats. But Uh, Yeah, I just recommend not touching anything. And if you are immunocompromised or if you have asthma or something, uh, call the hospital before them and request that everybody that you deal with wear personal protective equipment if that is possible. It's called PPE. PPE, Shane. PPE. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, uh, that is all I've got for today. Shane, do you have any questions to close it out for me? No, let's just do that end thing. Let's do that end thing. Thank you for listening to This This Family Family Tree Podcast, Podcast, episode 34.